And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr, and suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. This your place, Carl? Yeah, what do you think? Really? It's really awful. But I have a lot of things that are on order. You know, credit trouble. Pay more attention to your schoolwork and listen to the radio. You always listen to the radio. It's different. Our lives are ruined already. The Whistler. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the tantalizing Lisa Wolf. In this hour, it's the telltale heart by Edgar Allan Poe, as dramatized on the Hall of Fantasy from 1953. But first, Lisa Wolf Dylan is our lyricist for Learning the Lyrics. Lisa will read popular song lyrics, and I'll try to guess the name of the songs while you play along at home. Right, Lisa? Right, Carl. And all of these songs are one-hit wonders. Mm-hmm. Can you think of any one-hit wonders um, right off the top of your head? Yeah, I actually Let's can. Let's hear one. One-hit wonder? Yeah, just one. Um, um, <laughs> I, I have one, actually. Okay. Um, um, the, uh, da, da. I have one. I don't uh, know like that. A, ba, da, ba, vehicle. Da. Vehicle. That's a one-hit wonder. Uh, by like, Ides of March. Well, how does that go? I'm your vehicle, oh, baby. Okay. I'll take you that. anywhere you want to go. Gotcha. Ides of March. One hit wonder. Should have chosen that, but yeah. didn't. Mike, I need your um, prediction. What do you think, Mike? Um, hmm. Hmm. Two of these, I think. Two sure. out of three. Yeah, wow. I'm going to vote for three out of three. What? Yes, I okay. think you're going to get all of these. Wow. That's my guess. Man. So let's start with the first one. Because mm-hmm. you know how good I am at this game. Right. I mean, I know how getting good you really are at all of the games. Getting better at this game. Well, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is going to be a great one for all you. All right. Uga Chaka. Uga 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 Chaka. Uga 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 Chaka. Uga Uga. Yeah. Uga Chaka. Uga Uga. I can't. I can't stop this feeling. Jungle. The lion sleeps tonight. Right. Wrong. Oh shoot! That's not it. Because that song starts like that too. It doesn't. Yeah. Okay. It does. Go on. I can't. Well, is it over? You want another? No. I won't. No. No. Go okay. ahead. I can't stop this feeling. I can't stop this feeling. Deep inside of Deep me. Deep inside of me. Girl, you just don't realize Girl, what you, you realize. do to me yeah. when you hold me in your arms so tight. Mm-hmm. You let me know everything's all right. Mm-hmm. I'm high on believing that you're in love with me. Mm. Hmm. Mm. Lips, I might have been wrong. Might mm. might be right. Mm. Lips as sweet as I thought the Uga Chaka would give it away. Well, the lion sleeps tonight sounds like that too. It doesn't. Yeah, it does. It um, lips as sweet as candy. Its taste is on my mind. Girl, you got me thirsty for another cup of wine. Mm. Is it Roma wine? It it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Don't know it. Mm-mm. Wow, I'm shocked. All mm-hmm. right, let's hear it. I can't stop this feeling. You don't know this song? I mean, I do, but... This is hooked on a feeling. Oh. 1974, Loose Wave. 
what you do to me. This is a one-hit wonder, Carl. When you hold me, in your I mean, arms we'll so tight, you let me know everything's alright. I'm hooked on a feeling. And who sings this? This is Blue Suede, One Hit Wonder. Blue Suede. So these aren't all, you know, groups you've heard of, but these are one great song by them. It's a great song. Is it? You know this song. Eh. Well, they're one hit wonders. You don't eh. have to love them. All right. Eh. That's because you didn't get it. Had you gotten it right, you would have you liked it You know, like more. a couple of weeks ago, you did uh, Bad Songs. I would have yeah. put this a bad song. Well, it's a one-hit wonder. You can call it what you will. I think it's decent. Um, I'm aggravated that I, I didn't get it. So. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I'm trying to make it the song's fault. I know. It's definitely the song's fault. It's definitely the song's right. fault. And right. partially yours. Oh, for sure. It's all my fault, too. No, not all. but Me, mine, and the song. So yeah. we sort of... Between you and the song, exactly. that's, that's 100% right. of wrong. Right, got it. Got it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's too bad. Wait, hang on. There you go. All right. How does that make you feel? Not good. Okay. Let's move on. When I wake up, well, you know I'm going to be, I'm going to be the man who wakes up next to Oh, you. that's, yeah, yeah. Vegem- okay, yeah. <laughs> what when you I call wake it? up, go on. Yeah. When I go out, yeah, I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be the yeah, man who one goes for along you. with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I get drunk, well, I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be the I'm man gonna who be, gets I'm gonna drunk be. next to you. Yeah. And when I haver, uh, you know I'm going to be. I'm going to be the man who's going to be. I'm going to be the one for you. Right. Yeah. And I can't say the next part. Take so. me up to the title. Give me up the lines. I up just to the did, title. and the next line is the title. Okay. And what then, What leads up to the title? I'm going to be the man who's. I'm going to be the one you. who what? I'm going to be the man who's havering to you. Havering. That's the What's word. What's havering? That's the word. What does havering mean? When I haver. I don't know what havering well, means. It doesn't matter. That you don't either. Yeah, I do. Mike doesn't know. I don't know. You don't know. Yeah, you Even do. Webster doesn't know. Yeah, Webster knows. Havering. Yeah. What does it mean? It's like when you don't know what you're talking about. You're indecisive. Like you're you're hub- yeah. Like you're indecisive. Okay. You're vacillating on something. For you, yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and then the next line is the title. So yeah. I brought you up to the title, and I'll okay. go beyond the title. I want to be the one for you, something like that, right? I um, want to be the man. For, I want to be the man for you. Well, that's one of the t- lines of the song. It's okay. not the title of the song. All right. Um, um, when I'm working, yes, I know I'm going to be. I'm going to be the be man the one, who's working I'm hard be the for one you. For you, right? Well, that's not the title though. And when the money comes in for the work I do, I'll pass almost every penny on to you. Mm-hmm. When I come home, when I come home, well, I know when I'm going to be. Home, yep. When, when I, I come, come home, home, when I come, come home. home well, I know I'm going to be, be the man for I'm, you. I'm going to be the man who comes back home to you. Right. And when I grow old. And when I grow old. Well, I know old, I'm going to be. I'm going to be, the, be man the man for who's you. growing old with you. Right. And that takes you up to the chorus again. I know the song. I just can't. Uh, you know, we've talked about this song and you've told me that I like this song more than you like this song. But I don't like this song. I like this song. And it's a I dumb song. It's a good song. It's a one hit wonder. I don't know it. I didn't designate it as a one-hit wonder. Um, Come on, you know it. I don't know it. All right, let's hear it. 
And I come home <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> I'm going to be the man who serves the one to you. Irish or Scottish, I think. Scottish. I don't like this song. This is a dumb song. It's a great song. I, I heard them sing on David I Butter. will be the one. What is it called? It's called I'm Going to Be Your 500 Miles. Oh, that's stupid. That's stupid because you didn't get Between it. the song and you, it's 100% bad. <laughs> uh, mostly me, but a little bit of the song. Here no, it is. 50%. Here it is. Listen. Yeah. I love this song. What do you love about it? It speaks to me. It makes you dance. Well, all right. I guess what I was very wrong. Song. <laughs> oh, God. What a bad pick but, that you did there. <laughs> I guess you're loving one-hit wonders. <laughs> so I'm 0 for 2. Hang for on a two. second. There you go. Gosh. How you feeling, Carl? All right, let's see if you get a 33% on this. Let's uh, see. That, that's not good, one out of three. Well, for you, it's pretty I mean, good. It's all you got left, so here we go. You ready? No. Sometimes I feel I've got to run away. Sometimes I feel I've, I've got, got to run, get away from gotta the get pain away. you drive into the heart of me. Mm-hmm. The love we share seems Start to over. go. Start over. Sometimes I feel. Sometimes I feel. I've got to I've got to run, run away. away. Yeah. I've got to get away. Yeah, I got to get the away. Pain you drive into the heart of me. That's how I feel about you. I <laughs> <laughs> see. Uh, the love we share uh-huh. seems to go nowhere. Right. And I've lost my light. For I toss and turn. I can't sleep at night. Yeah, I know this song. I know you do. Go on. Once this is I- so hard, Lisa. <laughs> I should do this to you one week. Yeah, you should. One, that I, then I would have a less of a workload each week true once, <laughs> <laughs> so let's continue so what you doing exactly. and me trying to guess once i ran to you once i ran to now you now i'll run from now you. i'll run from you yeah. and that took you right up to the chorus oh man um, i know this song mm-hmm. part of the problem is i don't know who the group is you don't have to know that. i'm not asking you was. to name the no group. i'm just saying i don't know who the group that's is. that's not the problem carl because the group is not germane to the title Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You and your big words, Jermaine. <laughs> She's got to try to throw her. Let me, let me see how smart I can be. I'll say Jermaine. <laughs> you know, you released like me earlier. I said copacetic. <laughs> You're picking up some words from me. Well, Carl, I guess three out of three I don't was. Know what this is? Wrong. Wait, wait, just one more try. Okay. Sometimes. Sometimes. I feel sometimes. I've got to run away. Got to run away. I've got gotta to get away. Get away. From the pain you run. drive into the heart of me. Yeah, I don't the, know it. Play okay. it. I don't know it. I just, I give up. Oh, yeah. This is Culture Club. <laughs> it's soft sell. Oh. Got to it's called Tainted, away, tainted Love, got, yeah, Tainted Love. Away, you know I like this song. Okay. Me <laughs> we share. Go nowhere. My my light for I toss and turn I can't sleep at night Once I ran to you Now I'll run to you This tainted love you've given I give you all of what I could give you Take my tears and that's not nearly Whoa! Tainted love Tainted love Yeah, I like this song Yeah 
So I like this song. All I right. should have gotten it. This, this is all me. So I this should've... one wasn't my no, fault. No, this one's my fault. I should have gotten this because one. Because the other ones were my fault because you didn't like the song. Right. Got it. Yeah. So if you don't like the songs, then it's my fault. Exactly. All right. I understand that. <laughs> so I got zero out of three. See, and I thought you'd get all yeah. three. Clearly, I was a little off. Mike Clearly, was off you're as well. off, all right. Clearly, Mike and I you're were both off. Definitely <laughs> off. Oh man! I, I thought like, you would have at least gotten this. No, one. right? I, I know. Well, this all is right, that must, one's my fault. You know, maybe you need to go take another nap in the corner you know, on the floor. If you would have started with Tainted Love, I would have gotten it. But I'm I'm kind of like aggravated that again. I didn't get it's the first. my fault. I did it in the wrong yeah, order. Yeah, did it in too. the wrong order. Right. So. Sure. If you would have started with Tainted Love, right. I would have gotten it, and then I'd been in a better so mood. So sorry, sir. I'll try to do better. <laughs> <laughs> try better next time. I try time. better next time. Yeah, you try better next time, so Lisa. So sorry, so sorry. Oh, my god. I try harder. Try harder next okay, time, okay. would you? Okay, I'll start try with the harder. one I'm going to get. I'll do a better job next week, so sorry, sir. <laughs> 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 All right. Good. I'm glad we're on the same page with that. I feel awful. Yeah. Hall of Fantasy is coming your way. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Make sure you put it in the order that I'll get one of the three. At least start with that one. I apologize profusely hey. for the lack of order. All right. I'm glad. I'm so glad sorry. we're seeing this the same way now. Oh, definitely, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So time now for the Hall of Fantasy. This was a series Created by Richard Thorne in 19... And he was really a thorn in everyone's thorn side, inside. wasn't he? Sure. That guy? And uh, Richard Thorne. And uh, it started in 1946. It was a mystery horror series. Stories were written by Robert Olson. They would take, like, um, classics of literature a lot of times and dramatize those. And then also they would write original stories. But on this particular episode... It is a classic of literature. It was Edgar Allan Poe's very creepy story, The Telltale Heart. This aired on Mutual Radio, June 1st, 1953. Here is The Hall of Fantasy. And now, The Hall of Fantasy. Welcome to the Hall of Fantasy. Welcome to the series of radio dramas dedicated to the supernatural, the unusual, and the unknown. Come with me, my friends. We shall descend to the world of the unknown and forbidden, down to the depths where the veil of time is lifted, and the supernatural reigns as king. Come with me and listen to the tale of... The Telltale Heart. I had nothing against the man. I didn't want his money. And those who say I did are crazy. He was always agreeable and liked me. But there was one thing about him that bothered me. That eye. That eye of his. That pale blue vulture eye. Why did you do it? <laughs> that, that voice. It's always with me. 
It's always with me. Why did you do it? Why did you do it? Listen. Can't you hear it? So rhythmic beating, beating. It's with me. It follows me wherever I go. The pounding of his heart. The pounding, beating rhythm of the telltale heart. Be quiet. Be quiet. Be quiet. In just a moment, the Hall of Fantasy will present The Telltale Heart. And now for our story. Adapted for radio by Richard Thorne, entitled The Telltale Heart. Yes? Uh, there was an advertisement in the paper. I'm here to answer it. I see. Won't you come in, please? Yes, thank you. Are you the one I'm supposed to see? No, I'm Mrs. Gorman, the housekeeper. Mr. Lawrence, the old gentleman, he's the one you ought to see. You'll just wait here. I'll tell him you're here. Yes, thank you. Of course. Mr. Lawrence. Yes? Someone here in answer to the advertisement you placed in the paper. Uh, send him in, Mrs. Gorman. Sir, Mr. Lawrence will see you now. Thank you. He's over by the desk, sir. Yes, ma'am, I see him. Thank you. You come in answer to the advertisement in the paper? Yes, sir. You care to sit down? No. No, I'll stand, thank you. What's your name? Uh, Crowther. David Crowther. Aside from my housekeeper, Mr. Crowther, I live here by myself. I feel the need of a companion. Someone to whom I can talk. Mrs. Gorman is a housekeeper. She doesn't talk very much. Very competent person, but very uncommunicative. You have references, I suppose? No, Mr. Lawrence. I, I haven't. Oh. Uh, what work have you been doing? I'll be completely honest with you, Mr. Lawrence. I I haven't been working for the past year. I was only released from the hospital two weeks ago. I noticed you looked rather pale. Are you well now? Oh, yes. I've completely recovered. Well, uh, you don't have references. I don't uh, know. Please, Mr. Lawrence. I need employment. My money is all gone, and I must work in order to live. I see what about your family? I have no family. No other attachments? No, sir. I'm going to take a chance on you, Mr. Crowther. Thank you, of sir. Of course, your salary won't be too large. But you'll have a roof over your head and plenty of food to eat. When can you start? Tonight, if you like, Mr. Lawrence. Excellent. You know, Mr. Crowther, David, if I may call you that. Yes, sir. I have the feeling that we're going to get along quite well together. was with him for several months. I don't know when the idea first entered my mind, but once it was there, it haunted me day and night. It enveloped my brain with its cunning. I had nothing against the man. He was always agreeable and liked me. But there was one thing about him that bothered me, that I, that I of his. One day I asked the housekeeper about it. Mrs. Gorman. Yes, David? The old gentleman. One of his eyes. Is there anything wrong with it? Well, I don't think so, David. I, I hadn't noticed. To me, one of his eyes resembles that of a vulture. Pale blue it is with a cloudy film covering it. It didn't bother me at first. And, well, in fact, it doesn't bother me now unless he looks at me, but... Unless he looks at you? 
Why? Well, every time he looks at me, my blood runs cold. That pale blue vulture eye. I think I... you're imagining things, David. <laughs> yes, yes, Mrs. Gorman. Per- perhaps I am imagining things. You won't say anything about it to Mr. Lawrence, will you? Of course not, David. <laughs> I don't know what came over me. Of course, there's nothing wrong with the old gentleman. Nothing at all. <laughs> yes, but there was. That eye of his. That pale blue vulture eye. Little by little, I began to hate him with all my heart. One evening, a few weeks later, the old man and I sat in the living room. We had just finished dinner and were talking as we usually did. <laughs> just as you say, Mr. Lawrence, we'll have to wait and... And, well, what are you looking at? What, David? Are you staring at me? No, of course not. Yes, you are. Don't look at me like that. I'm not looking. Don't look at me. Turn it away. Turn it away. Turn your eye away. David, what's wrong with you? Nothing's wrong with me. Only your eye. It's like a vulture's. A few days passed. And I guess he thought I had forgotten about his eye. (laughs) But I hadn't. No, I hadn't. And every night about midnight, I'd get out of bed. Creep from my room to his. I'd unlatch the door. And open it. And then, after it was opened wide enough to stick my head through... I would put in a covered lantern, all closed, so that no light would shine forth. (laughs) And after I had my head in the room, I would undo the lantern, so that only a single ray of light darted out. And I would shine it on his face to see if his eye were open. But no, it never was. Not then. I found the eye always closed. And you see, that made it impossible to do my work. For it wasn't the old man that bothered me, but his eye, his evil eye. And unless his eye were open, I couldn't do it. <laughs> but I knew that one night it would happen. Yes, it would open, and then I could do it. Then I could kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've heard this uh, story many, many times, dramatized on different shows, suspense, uh, weird uh, circle. Um, But this is really cool. This is a good episode. Whoever this is, I think it's Carl Grayson. And Carl Grayson, if you remember, Lisa, remember Creature Features in uh, in the Chicago area on WGN television? There was like that... Weird. He was on Channel 32? Yeah. Was it 32? He yeah. was 32. And he was the voice, you know, Grizzly Goose and this mm-hmm. and that, Carl Grayson. Anyway, he was a Chicago actor. And this was a broadcast uh, that originated from Chicago. Um, I believe that is him appearing in this program uh, that is um, written by Richard Thorne. He's adapted the story from the Edgar Allan Poe classic, The Telltale Heart, from June 1st, 1953. And we'll get back to it in just a few minutes. Are you enjoying this? You like I these am, scary very shows? Much. Yeah, we're turning down the lights and yeah. uh, 
having some fun. Next week, we have um, our official Halloween show. Right. I'm going to have all my uh, segments be uh, Halloween movies and um, music. Halloween music as well? Yes, for I'm looking sure. forward to that. I love Halloween. Second favorite holiday. What are you going to dress up as? Um... Hmm. You, that's a good, you're scary enough. I'll, I'll wear a baseball uniform. Oh, that's fun. All right, we'll be right back. Stick around. Hi, I'm Carl Amari. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, The Whistler, and Abbott and Costello, consider joining the Classic Radio Club. Each month, members receive 10 of the greatest classic radio shows of all time. As curator, the 10 shows I select will be the best sound quality and the most popular, along with a rare show sprinkled in to add to the fun. I'll also send you historical liner notes, plus photos of the radio stars. Members also receive an email each week with a link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show. The links never expire, so you can listen to Hollywood 360 whenever you'd like. The first month membership fee is only $1, with each additional month under $10. And you can cancel at any time with no obligation. By joining the Classic Radio Club, you're supporting this show, so we thank you very much. Join the Classic Radio Club at ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. So, uh, yeah, we're playing Wordle here. And, um, (laughs) yeah, Lisa's like, let's play Wordle. Come on, we can play Wordle. So I'm like, all right, let's play Wordle. I got it on three. Lisa still doesn't have it. She's been working on it for about ten minutes. I know, I don't have it I got it in about mm, a minute. This is a hard one. And Lisa's still working on it. Sometimes I do, Ten minutes later. today. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm frustrated. It's a tough word. It's a tough word, Lisa. Okay, Carl. All right, so I'm not not trying to brag or anything, but I've got it in about a minute. How long did it take you, Carl? About a minute. About a minute. Yeah, Lisa's still working on it ten minutes later. I got it on three lines. Um, I'm, not done yet. I'm, I'm like a wordle turtle. I don't know. I'm yeah, very, you're a turtle, all right. I'm wordle turtle. I'm just good Weird. at this game. I mean, yeah, well, I I'm not have... good at that many things. No, so when I'm good at something, right, it's like you got to brag. I mean, I'm really not good at that many things. So this, I'm good at. Yeah, I'm really good it makes at. No it. sense. I don't know why. I, have I don't no either. Idea. My brain just works for Wordle. I don't know. Yeah, well, tonight my Wordle. Maybe because you took a little nap in the corner, you got rejuvenated. I'm a Wordle turtle. <laughs> um, we're listening to the Hall of Fantasy. This uh, good story here, the telltale heart about a you know guy going cuckoo because his uncle has a weird uh, eye, and it's driving him crazy, and then the heart is Beating and uh, it's a dramatization of the horror classic by the great Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, let's get back to it. June 1st, 1953. Here's the conclusion to the Hall of Fantasy. Back now to our story, adapted especially for radio by Richard Thorne, entitled The Telltale Heart. <laughs> So I waited. I went out of my way to make him comfortable. I made sure that I never mentioned anything about his eye to him. And every morning I would go into his chamber boldly and ask him, Well, Mr. Lawrence, did you sleep well last night? Why, yes, David, I did. You didn't hear anything? uh, Any noises? No, not a one. I'm glad of that. Why? Did you hear anything? No, 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 not a thing. And why did you ask me if I had? Oh, I was just asking, Mr. Lawrence. I wanted to make sure. 
I wanted to make sure. And he thought everything was all right. He was a fool, just like all the others. <laughs> well, how could he know? Yes, how could he know that every night on the stroke of 12, I looked in upon him as he slept. <laughs> you know, David, I didn't sleep very well last night. You didn't, Mr. Lawrence? No, I had a bad dream. Oh? What did you dream about? I dreamt that someone was looking in at me while I slept. Just waiting for a chance to kill me. Well, that's just a dream, Mr. Lawrence. Nothing to worry about, you know that. Yes, I... I guess it was just a dream. <laughs> because the only people here are Mrs. Gorman, myself, and... Neither one of us would hurt you. You know that, don't you, Mr. Lawrence? Yes. I'm glad you're both with me, David. They're just the same. I can't seem to get rid of that feeling me. Don't worry about a thing, Mr. Lawrence. No, don't worry. I'll take care of you. On the eighth and last night, I took special pains to make sure he wouldn't hear me. A watch's minute hand moved more quickly than did mine. I crept out into the hallway, made my way to his door. His room was all black, black as coal, black as midnight. I think he heard me, but I knew he couldn't see a thing. <laughs> the room was too dark for that. I was almost in the room and about to open my lantern when my thumb slipped upon the tin fastening and the old man was immediately fully awake. He sat upright in bed and whispered, Who's there? He said, Who's there? I kept still. I didn't say a thing. No, not a thing. And for what seemed like an hour, I stood there and didn't move a muscle. I knew he wouldn't lie down. He was sitting up in his bed listening. Listening for what it was that had made the noise. <laughs> the old man was in mortal fear. When I had waited a long time... And still had not heard him lie back upon his bed. I resolved to open my lantern a little. Yes, just a little. Just the tiniest bit. And presently, the tiniest bit of light struggled out. I directed it towards him like the thread of a spider. And finally, it came to rest upon his vulture eye. And then... I seemed to hear something. I didn't know what it was. I couldn't distinguish it at first, and I racked my mind to think of what it was. And then finally it came to me. Yes, that was it. It was the beating of the old man's heart. Who is in here? I could hear it distinctly. He was so afraid. Beat, 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 beat. It went. I could feel its rhythm. The old man was in mortal terror. But I held the lantern motionless. I tried to keep the beam of the light focused on that terrible eye, that pale blue vulture's eye. The incessant drumbeat of his heart increased. It grew quicker and quicker. Beat, beat, beat. Louder, louder every moment. The old man's terror must have been extreme. In that, I thought of something else. 
sound of his heart was so loud it might be heard by someone else, by Mrs. Gorman, by some prying neighbor. And I couldn't allow that, could I? No. And the beating grew louder and louder and louder until I could stand it no longer. Who's there? Don't be afraid, old man. Is that you, David? Yes, that's right. It's only me. Nothing to be afraid of. What are you doing in my room? Just watching over you, Mr. Lawrence. I thought you were someone else. You have nothing to fear from me, old man. You should be asleep. Oh, <laughs> I'll go to sleep. And so will you, old man. So will you. David, what's wrong with you? Nothing. Nothing, old man. Nothing at all. Don't come any closer, Jimmy. Stay away from me. Die, old man. Die. Let your heart die with you. Let me go. Die. Die. Close your eyes. That vulture eye. Close it forever. I stood there in the darkness, looking down upon him. He was quiet now. Strange kind of stillness was upon him. <laughs> For he was dead. His eye would trouble me no longer. And I knew that I had to dispose of the body. And I racked my brain to think of a place. And then it came to me. Yes, I pulled three boards from the floor. I had to work quickly. The blackness of night was fast changing to gray. I placed his body under the flooring very neatly, and then I boarded it up again. <laughs> I did it so well that even I could hardly recognize the spot under which the body was hidden. Yes, his room looked as if nothing had happened. The striking of the town clock made me realize how late it was. Well, the job was over, and no one would ever be the wiser. Who's there? Mrs. Gorman. Just a moment. Yes. Yes, what is it? Where's Mr. Lawrence? He's not here. Not here? No, no, he... He went out to the country late this evening. I heard something up here. Such as... A scream. No one screamed, Mrs. Gorman. I, I guess I was mistaken. I'll have to send them back then. Who? I was afraid when I woke up I heard or... Or I thought I heard a scream. You didn't hear a thing. Mr. Lawrence has been gone for some time. What are you doing up here? I wanted to make sure he hadn't forgotten anything. But what you probably heard, Mrs. Gorman, was the neigh of the horse as the carriage carried Mr. Lawrence away. Then I... I must tell him to go. Who? Who's downstairs? Who is it? Well, I... I was frightened. I called the police. Huh. They're waiting for you downstairs. For both you and Mr. Lawrence. Back now to our story. Adapted especially for radio by Richard Thorne, entitled The Telltale Heart. I was so sure that no one had heard anything. But Mrs. Gorman, the housekeeper, she must have heard him scream. Or did she hear the beating of the old man's heart? I went downstairs with her. Here's Mr. Crowther, officer. Thank you. Will you be needing me anymore? No, I don't think so. Good night, then. Well, what can I do for you gentlemen? You'll have to pardon us, sir, for disturbing you. We received a complaint from your housekeeper about some strange noises she heard. Oh, she must be mistaken, officer. Nothing's happened here. The housekeeper said she heard a scream from upstairs. Oh, she must have been dreaming. Perhaps. 
But I hope you'll excuse us, sir, if we take a look through the house. Why, certainly, officer. I have nothing to hide. Uh, well, where do you want to start, gentlemen? If you'll just show us around. With pleasure. Just follow me. I led them from room to room. I took them all over the house. I wanted to show them I had nothing to hide. I showed them every nook and cranny in the ah, place except the old man's room. Well, I wanted to save that wrong. till last. Don't you think this is <laughs> Finally, I took oh, them into his yeah, room. And though they searched it exhaustively, they found nothing. I was quite pleased with myself. That housekeeper of yours must have imagined she heard a scream from up here. Probably just a nightmare. Well, perhaps what she heard was me. I, uh, yes, I had a nightmare, and I think it... Well, I might have been the one she heard. Well, there you are. That's a simple explanation of it. <laughs> yeah, I, always, I often have nightmares, you know. We uh, ought to go to her room and tell your house. Don't worry about it, Tom. It wasn't her fault. Yes. Well, as a matter of fact, how would she know who made the noise? She said there was a, a Mr. Lawrence living here, too. Oh, yes. Where is he now? Well, he... He isn't here. Well, that's evident. But where is he? Well, he... He went out to the country for a few weeks. He left tonight. I see. Uh, sorry to have troubled you, sir. No trouble at all, officer. Well, let's get out of here, Ed. We're keeping this gentleman up. If you gentlemen won't think it presumptuous, uh, won't you have a glass of wine with me? I know how it is after you've been up all night. And... Oh, I don't know, sir. We're not supposed to drink while we're on duty. Ah, but, Ed, we're, uh, we're almost through. Let's have a glass of wine. When we finish here, we can go home. Yes, yes, do have some wine. All right, it's a pleasure. All right, I'll get it for you. And Mr. Lawrence always kept a decanter and glasses on that table. Did you say kept, sir? <laughs> a slip of the tongue, officer. <laughs> the hour is late, you know. Uh, don't mind Ed, Mr. Father. He's suspicious of everybody. <laughs> yes, of course. Well, that's your job. Well, here we are. I hope you like sherry. Mm-hmm. Always have it at home. <laughs> Good. Glad to hear that. Well, here's yours, sir. Thank you. And yours. Thanks. There. Now, shall we drink to something, gentlemen? Well, let's drink to you, sir, as a sort of apology for interrupting your sleep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's very good, you know. <laughs> you did interrupt me. <laughs> I wanted to show off. I had seated them in the old man's room. And after all, in a way, this was a celebration, a token of my ingenuity. I'd seated myself on top of the very spot under which I'd hidden the body. We had one glass of wine, then another, and another. We were talking quite freely when I... when I heard it. Oh, won't you gentlemen have enough... Uh, what's that? What's what, sir? That noise. That beating. I don't hear anything. Anything wrong, Mr. Crowther? No, nothing. Nothing's wrong. Uh, have some more wine. I wish they'd leave. They were getting on my nerves. I had a terrible headache. And I seemed to hear a beating in my ears. They began to look at me queerly. And yet that sound increased. There was nothing I could do about it. It was a low, dull, quick sound. Like the beating of a drum. Where, where had I heard that sound before? They watched me closely. I paced the floor. I didn't know where the sound was coming from. Beat, beat, beat. Throb, beat, throb, throb. Where had I heard that sound before? I knew they suspected. Who wouldn't with that incessant beating that filled the room that seemed to make the very walls shake with its monotonous beat, that rhythm? Where had I heard it before? Where had I? I knew. I knew where I'd heard it before. 
portrayed in these programs are fictional, and any similarity to actual events or persons living or dead is purely coincidental. All right, that is the Hall of Fantasy. Richard Thorne, he was like um, the not only the writer, he was the producer, he would star in a lot of these shows, he was really the guiding force behind the Hall of Fantasy. Good series. This episode is from June 1st, 1953, called The Telltale Heart. Of course, uh, dramatization of the Edgar Allan Poe horror classic. And I hope you enjoyed that. I believe Carl Grayson was the lead in that program. And uh, next week we have all uh, Halloween shows. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, as I said, my second favorite holiday uh, over um, Christmas is number one, and then Halloween is number two. So hope you will definitely join us next week, right, Lisa? Um, I'll probably be here if you allow me so. to return. I hope so. If I've done enough. <laughs> we never know with Lisa. She might go on oh, vacation. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Not yet. She goes on vacation. Let's wait till December. All the time. <laughs> yeah, all the time. <laughs> well, one way you can uh, know exactly what we're airing each and every week here on Hollywood 360, is to subscribe to our newsletter, and that is absolutely free. We, uh, we put a lot of time and effort into our newsletter, 
and we automatically send it to everyone on the mailing list. So all you got to do is go to our website and put your email in there. That's it. We don't ask for anything other than that, and um, you will receive the latest newsletter. We do it um, each month. So on the first of every month, you will, you'll receive the newest newsletter. And uh, we have uh, great contributors, including Carl Shadow, Barry Rickert, and uh, Lisa Wolf, myself, um, Martin Grams, and every once in a while, somebody else. My brother for a while was uh, contributing, and he was like, he wrote about uh, Riverview and some of the other, like, monster movies and the Three Stooges. And then he's like, that's it. That's my yeah, whole, it. you know, it's kind of all I... All I got. It's all I got. So he was, uh, I'm like, really? You're giving up after, like, four issues? He's like, yep, it's all I got. I'll do it. So, um... I'm, you know, getting to the end of the line as well. Well, you wrote about the same thing as you did, like, four months ago. I didn't The same remember. song. I didn't remember. I keep track. I'm like, I have, a like, a little log. All right, I wrote about Dragnet, so I won't write about Dragnet again or whatever. Okay, I wish you I was you. You wrote about the same song twice. I wish I was you. <laughs> but, you know, nobody really reads your article, so it right, doesn't really, really matter. It doesn't, doesn't really matter. Same thing. I should just do the same one over and over each week. Yeah, nobody would even just, pick up on it. Right, I'll just do that from now on, do actually. <laughs> Easier for you. Yeah, I think right? I'm going to do that. Just do the same song okay, then every week. Don't email me anymore. In about six <laughs> months, you can email yeah, me again. Email me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. Uh, time for this month in music history. <laughs> this is our final song from the 1980s. Can't touch this. She's oh, a super freak. That's one of the lyrics. Oh, it's called Super Freak? Super Freak by Rick James, 1981. Yeah. Oh, he's good. I like him. You like him? Yeah. I did good. It's a great song. Yeah, you know? it is. Like gets you, gets you moving. Yeah. Like I could work out to this song. It's like, hmm. you know, because I'm slimming that gut down. Right. I've heard about that. She's a super freak. We get there. We didn't get there yet. By the way, uh, it took Lisa six lines, six tr- uh, tries it's to get five. Wordle. Oh, five. Five. I got it on three. Yeah. So, wait, you did get it before me? I got it in oh, about, about, about a sure minute. About a minute. Right. Anyway. Um, yeah. yeah. Here you go. Ho, ho. <laughs> you know, uh, I believe there was a lawsuit about this song. This song, I believe MC Hammer... Um, said, look, you took my lyrics. And I think there was a lawsuit about this song. Pretty sure. I think there's a lot of lawsuits involved. Yeah. But, I mean, this is like, it took the exact lyric. I mean, anyway, when we uh, come back, it's more of Hollywood 360. So stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. All right, join us next week for another edition of Hollywood 360. When we have our annual Halloween program, we'll present Mystery House, Suspense, Lights Out, Inner Sanctum, and Murder by Experts. Be sure to visit our official website, Hollywood360radio.com, for my co-host Lisa Wolf. Our executive producer, Mike Costella, my crabby brother, Vince Amari. This is Carl Amari saying stay safe. We'll see you next week. 
Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform.